Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, which we will be uh, releasing our first episode of our new series that we're covering behind her eyes next week on our regular feed. And then all the other good stuff will be on our Patreon that you can sign up for and enjoy. That that shows a wild Wild ride. (laughs) So is is the book. I still don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And this week we are covering Memoirs of a Geisha. Um, I have titled this one um, The Adventures of Pumpkin and Dr. Crab because (laughs) those are the only names I can actually pronounce (laughs) in this story. But I love that they're just random names. Also, that actually sounds like a great book. Right. I want to know what happens in that. I love it. All right. So the book was originally published September 27th, 1997, and it's written by Arthur Golden. It has a Goodreads rating of 4.13 out of 5, and it's 428 pages. It was really long and thick. And dense. Dense is the better word for it. Uh, The movie came out in 2005, and it's rated PG-13, and it's a drama romance, and it's an hour and 25 minutes long. Two hours. (laughs) Sorry, I blanked out on half of it because it was so boring. Two I, I, hours. I had to put up two two fingers for two Hannah hours to and twenty five <laughs> minutes. I wish it was an hour and twenty five. Holy minutes moly! Long. <laughs> um, directed by Rob Marshall, who has directed Chicago, um, the newest Mary Poppins movie, and is doing is the director of the new Little Mermaid um, oh. live action. So kind of surprised that he was the director of this. Of you know, just seems a little not that great for him. No, but like. <laughs> I, I've never seen Chicago, but I could see the like, like old timeiness of that. Yeah, I, guess. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> so the IMDb synopsis reads: Nita Sayuri reveals how she transcended her fishing village roots and became one of Japan's most celebrated geisha. That's all we needed. That's it all didn't we needed. needed five hundred really, pages of that. I really liked the fact that like. You don't necessarily call them a geisha. You just call them like geisha. geisha. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was interesting. Well, and then they change names. Yeah, there's a lot of names in this Yeah, book. so it's going to be a long one, I feel like. Yeah. It's going to be kind of hard to follow. <laughs> At least in my brain it was. <laughs> Stick around, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so some fun facts about the book. Uh, the book actually was written over a six-year period. The author rewrote it in its entirety three times. Jeez. Um, with the point of view changing until he settled on Sayuri being the main point of view or and it's fiction right yes it it is fiction with um uh information or i guess research done got it by you know talking Mm -hmm. to other geishas um it spent two years on the new york times bestseller list it has been translated into over 32 languages around the world which makes Mm -hmm. sense um and much of the novel is actually set in popular different areas, um, like of Gion and Kyoto. Um, there's actual; these are actual places mm-hmm. that that are referenced. Um, you know, by the end of the book, they talk about the Waldorf um, towers in New York City. I do like the time this this story was during set. the World War II. Yeah, era. like it's just kind of like yeah. a. That's what you kind of think of, you yeah. know, ancient Japan. Not True. ancient, but you know what I mean. Like, ancient. <laughs> but old, older, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking of, you know, his research, the after the Japanese edition of the novel was published, the author was sued for breach of contract and defamation of character by a geisha who, a retired geisha that he had interviewed for mm-hmm. this book. Basically, the geisha was saying that uh, the author had agreed to protect her anonymity Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't necessarily be known to everyone. However, in his um, acknowledgments, he actually names her by name at oh, the end geez. of the book. Come on, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, so it was. It got so bad for her that she actually almost faced, um, or she actually faced uh, death threats because she wow. was, you know, helping him. Eventually, the publisher was able to settle outside of court for an undisclosed amount of money. Of course, mm-hmm. um, the geisha Mineko Iwasaki actually ended up writing an autobiography later called Geisha, comma a life, um, where she was able to actually kind of tell it through her own words. Interesting. Um, so the the. Sayuri's story is no in no way like exactly this yeah. Geisha's story, but he did use her, you know, for for much of his research. Huh. So that's what he was she was suing for. So I thought that was interesting. So the movie is doesn't 
do very well on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? It's only at a 35%. Interesting. Um, but we'll talk about some of the problematic issues behind okay. it. The budget was $85 million and it did gross worldwide $162 million. And the movie actually won three Oscars. They mm-hmm. won it for cinematography, art direction, and costume design. So not the big ones, but, but still, but still ones that they actually like show on TV, show on TV which is always <laughs> the goal, right? right. Um, and actually speaking of the costumes, um, the costume designer said that there was 250 handmade kimonos um, that were made for the film, but she said that they actually, um, the prints and patterns and the colors were a lot bigger and bolder than traditional kimonos mm. for probably visual effects, right. which I get, but I'm like, if you're trying to like be authentic yeah, about it, yeah. I, I think people might have had an issue with that mm-hmm. as well. Interesting. Um, one fun fact that I thought you would like is that John Williams, who did um, the scoring for a lot of the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. was actually supposed to do um, the fourth Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, but ended up turning it down um, to score this film instead. Did that work out for him? <laughs> Not sure. Probably not. (laughs) You know? (laughs) All right. So the movie is heavily, heavily criticized, um, mainly because of the way it was casted. Um, A lot of Asian critics uh, were upset because of the Chinese actresses that portrayed the geishas. Mm. Obviously, that's not going to sit well with a lot of people. Uh, But according to the producers and the casting directors, they did have an open day for auditions for Japanese actresses. But according to them, nobody turned up for it. Which seems very odd. I find that hard and to they believe. said that they had to turn to um, other Asian actresses to fill the roles. I find that very I find hard that to believe. Very, very hard to believe. <laughs> um, so much so that people are upset is the film was actually banned in China because of the actresses playing these Japanese geishas. So I think the Japanese side were offended by mm-hmm. it, and then the Chinese people were upset that these Chinese actresses were were pretending. pretending. So a whole lot of... Interesting. Yeah. So, because the three leading... um, There's three leading non-Japanese actresses who played Mm -hmm. in these. So that's like quite a bit. And they actually had to have a six-week crash course um, of the geisha culture. um, And they called it geisha boot camp. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, before um, production started. And during the training, they had traditional practices on the the music, the dancing, the tea ceremony, Mm -hmm. all of that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... Considering all of that, they seem to still make a good buck on the movie. But yeah. I mean, you probably lost a lot of your viewership. Yeah, no by kidding. Doing that. They did try to make it as authentic as possible. I think they did talk about how um, they tried to use the traditional geisha hairstyles and the different time periods that the filmmakers wanted to portray. Um, and each character actually has—I didn't notice this—but has like a specific hairstyle to. Um, express their personality. So they say that Pumpkin in here has a slightly over-exaggerated hairstyle um, because of her desperation to succeed. Mm -hmm. And then um, the Hasimomo character has loose and wild hair um, because of her, you know, disregard for the tradition. Um, And then Mamea. Yeah, her hair was like at a side swipe and was generally loose to... um, portray like her elegance and her natural beauty. And then um, Sayuri's was just like a simple hairstyle in a bun to exaggerate her natural beauty. And, um, you know, then I would never have picked that up. No, (laughs) I would have just been like, okay, well they have different hairstyles. (laughs) So that kind of describes a little bit and explains a little bit why this movie probably didn't do as well Mm -hmm. as it could have. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the casting. Um, we can talk. I didn't do too many of these characters, but the, some of the main hitters, um, Sayori, who's also named Chio. Yeah. Chio in, (laughs) in the movie is played by Z Zhang. I apologize if I'm butchering these. Um, she is the main character of this film. She is the geisha who we are, you know, following through this story. Um, she was in Godzilla, King of Monsters, Rush Hour 2, and was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, in the movie, she has blue contacts, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, I guess it was a huge, um, disaster on site because she got, became allergic to them. Oh no. Um, so I don't know. I think they ended up having to go back and like post and like, because ah. she has had blue eyes in the, yeah, in the movie. Right. So. Interesting. I feel like I've heard 
multiple stories about contacts on set like yeah. being problematic. Right. <laughs> Which is funny because I mean I wear contacts every day. Mm-hmm. I mean I have issues with them a lot, but like <laughs> I just feel like I wonder not if there's that different much. material for those like fake I mean, ones. Maybe probably. Yeah. But I mean, I liked her. I thought she was yes, she's very she was good, very, very pretty. Um, I got that like authentic, natural beauty mm-hmm. that they were trying to portray um, yeah. from that character for sure. Uh, so, uh, Mamea Mameha Mameha is played by <laughs> um, Michelle Yu. I believe you pronounced her last name. Uh, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon as well. She's going to be in the upcoming Avatar 2 through 5. She's going to oh, be all wow. of them. Okay. Um, she was in Kung Fu Panda 2, but we know her from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. She is the very uh, traditional mother in that movie. <laughs> so um, I guess when I was reading this, I kind of pictured it as a younger character. Really? Um, not that she's like old, but yeah. I, I guess I just picture her as the mom in that movie. Yeah. So it's hard for me to like go back from well, that. Well, and I, I kind of agree with you because like Hatsumoma and her are mm-hmm. supposed to be rivals. So she almost looks a little bit too much older than Hatsumoma right. where she's, you know, on the younger end of things. So I can see that. But I absolutely love her. Yeah, I think great. she's such a great actress. I loved her character in this much more than a yes. Crazy Rich Asian. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought she did a great job. Um, speaking of Hatsumoma, she's played by Gong Li. Um, she actually was in Mulan, not at, in the live action, not mm. as Mulan, but as like the villain witch, the antagonist. She's a great villain. Um, yeah, she's she was really <laughs> great. She was like my favorite part of of Mulan because that movie sucked <laughs> real bad. Um, and then she was also in the movie uh, Miami Vice. Uh, one funny thing is that um, she plays um, the antagonist in this mm-hmm. in this movie as well. Um, well, she, her and the girl who plays um, Sayuri are actually best friends in real life. Really? So, which is you would have never cool. known. Nope. <laughs> uh, last character I wanted to mention um, was the chairman. Um, he is Japanese. Good, we got one. (laughs) Yes. Um, the reason I know that his name is Ken Watanabe, Mm. which is my ex-fiance's last name. So I'm very familiar with that. She could have been my last name. What an interesting fact. Yeah. Ken Watanabe. Yeah. My mom could never pronounce it. It was always funny. (laughs) But anyways, um, he was in The Last Samurai where he actually got an Oscar nomination for it. He was in Detective Pikachu, Godzilla, Batman Begins, and was in Inception. So he's actually... Oh, I liked him in Inception. I yeah. forgot he was in that. He's actually a pretty well-known actor. Yeah. So, Have you seen The Last Samurai? Uh, no, I have not. It's a good movie, except for Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, that's probably why I haven't <laughs> seen it. Um, I liked him in this film. Mm-hmm. It just... It, it, I, I thought about this when I was reading the story, too, about, you know, because he becomes the love interest of this little girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of strange to me. You know, and I guess he just, she ages so much in this, yeah. in this and he doesn't. It's I just feel like, strange. I don't know that I, from the beginning, he was necessarily her love interest. And we can get into it. Like, yeah. she was kind of looking to him as, like, her support system, yeah. essentially. Like, the way that she could survive in this world. Yeah. Eventually, obviously. And I mean, I get it. Like, you yeah. spend enough time with somebody, you, you develop those feels. I just don't think, like... From when she was a kid, yeah. she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna love this guy." He's but gonna... I guess I mean, like, it, it. He didn't seem they didn't age him very much from yeah. when she was little to when That's she's fair. not anymore. Like, it would have made think, more sense if he was really young when they first. met. I think he was too old to play the younger version yes. of himself. Yes. They should have just picked somebody else and then aged him, and he could have been the older yes. version. I guess. So there's a lot of other characters that kind of come in and out. There's you know Pumpkin, who is you know kind of another girl who she goes through mm-hmm. geisha school with, but. These were the ones like I yeah. were the main ones, I think. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Time for who said it. Your first quote is, it is in Okia. It's where geisha live. If you work very hard, you'll grow up to be a geisha yourself. Auntie. Yes. yes. Auntie was essentially like the, I don't know, the main like caretaker of the geisha. and the. I was getting confused on what like granny's role was and auntie's role and the like, mother and who was nice who wasn't nice <laughs> yeah. like who was auntie helping was out the nice one okay. yeah for sure <laughs> next one trying to survive in an okia with hatsumomo is like a pig trying to survive in a slaughterhouse yikes momea no sayuri no, almost i almost it. had it <laughs> all right next one sometimes we get through adversity only by imagining what the world might be like if our dreams should ever come true Say it again. Sometimes we get through adversity only by imagining what the world would be like if our dreams should ever come true. Mamea. No. No. The chairman. Dang it. 
Next one. How curious it is what the future brings us. No boo. <laughs> I don't know. He's not wise. No. No, that was Mameha. Dang it. <laughs> I did not do it. I knew I wasn't going to do well on this one. Last one. Sometimes I think the things I remember are more real than the things I see. Sayuri. No, it was the chairman. You did a really bad job this go round. Very poor. Well, it's, it was like a lot of like There was a lot of words. And a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of names. I, I actually meant to look up how many words this book was. I didn't. It's a lot. It's a lot. Hey, I got one. That's <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll take it. All right. So your options for F, Mary Kill, like you mentioned, there are a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. But I went with the three that I felt had probably the biggest roles um, okay. in this book. So your options are Sayuri, Mameha, and the chairman. Oh, I like those are my three ones. I know. I, like. I couldn't throw Hatsumomo in there because obviously you'd kill her. <sighs> hmm. Okay. I'm going to marry the chairman okay. because he seems like just not, like he's looking out for people. Okay. I will geisha dance with uh, Sayuri. Okay. Because she's actually a little bit more promiscuous. Not promiscuous <laughs> is the right word, but she, in the book, she, you know, she. What are you trying to say? I don't know. She's not as like, I don't want to say prude isn't the right word either. But she she actually goes out and is like, I actually want to like to appreciate life after, Got you know it. what I mean? Okay. Sure. Um, and then we'll kill Momeha because I think she always, there's always an alter- ulterior motive with her. I think not okay. in such an always a bad yeah, way, yeah. but right. there's always something. <laughs> I will also marry the chairman. Um, I will geisha dance with Mameha. Actually, mm. I think I, I don't see what you see with her ulterior motive situation, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, it's ulterior motive as like not in a bad way, but like she's oh, there's always a reason why she's doing I everything. I, I don't know if yeah, I'm... she's calculated. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's that's why I like. Her. <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna have to kill Sayuri because. That's your only That's choice. That's how it happens. You did it to yourself. <laughs> All right. So bear with me here. Okay. I'm going to do my best. All right. <laughs> I'll uh, try to pick up where you... Uh, where yeah. You... I mean, like I said, reading's not my thing. So when there's lots of words, it's really not my thing. And when there's lots of names I can't pronounce, it's really, really not my thing. How many times have I told you, try listening while reading? It helps. I promise. Especially in this case. But anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So I actually want you to start because we don't fully get the beginning of the book. Yeah. Because the movie kind of just starts off with like a storm yes. <laughs> happening. And that's not how the book opens. Yes. So the book actually starts with um, uh, narrated. The entire book is narrated by Chio who eventually becomes Sayuri. But baby Chio or young Chio who um, lives in a... Uh, fishing town with her sister and her parents. Um, we come to find out that her mom is very sick. Um, she's basically on the verge of dying. And her dad is essentially trying to figure out a way to like make ends meet. And they're, they're struggling, essentially. They meet a man by the name of Mr. Tanaka, um, who talks to um, Chio. And she thinks she, she's under the impression that like he's going to take her and essentially adopt her and her sister, um, Satsu. They're taken to Mr. Tanaka's house. And they are examined by some woman. And when I say examined, like, like fully... Like, medical exam. Medical exam. <laughs> like very invasive and she's kind of confused she's like okay well maybe he just wants to make sure that we're you know okay before adopting us um long story short they um he sets up a meeting with somebody at a train station which is essentially how the movie starts so what she thought was going to be you know the start of a new life with a new family ends up being that they're being sold essentially to um which I thought was a huge miss because it's so important kind of to the story because the movie opens up and it's like there's a storm happening and his father there's their dad is there and we kind of see the mom in bed and he kind of just pushes his daughters out with this stranger into a carriage and then they drive away and then he puts the girls on the train there's no I'm like what what why would I even know what was happening? Right. <laughs> you know, so then we don't get any of that. Um, but we do start to get like a voiceover of some somebody telling um, a for about a forbidden life. So come to believe this is Sayuri yes. who's telling this story Correct. voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when she kind of says, you know, her mom, her mom was very sick. And, and then we see that the train stops and the girls get carted away into this, 
crazy busy city. Uh, and the girls get separated by this woman. We get more detail kind of, you know, in the book when they do get separated because it's essentially yeah. because Chio is prettier. Yeah. She is more aesthetically pleasing. Um, unfortunately, Satsu isn't. So they're taken, a, you know, they're separated. Chio is taken to a geisha town. Um, and we don't yet know kind of where Satsu is being taken, which yeah. we'll get to. Well, and that's, I, and I didn't fully, like, we, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Like, I feel like in the book, there was so much more like angst of her mm. trying to find her sister. And I mm-hmm. need to do everything to go find my sister. It's barely touched. Yeah. It's very, very br- briefly touched on in, in the movie. Um, but we, she, we see that she goes to meet with another woman when she gets to this, I guess, the geisha house at that point, right? Mm-hmm. It's an Okia. 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 And, the, you know, that's where we first notice like her blue eyes, which are, which they always say she has water in mm-hmm. her. And, you know, because it's very strange for, you know, a Japanese girl to have blue eyes, right. you know, going back to the context that we were talking <laughs> about earlier. Um, and she ends up meeting another girl while she's there who is, that's Pumpkin, I believe, right? The little girl? Yeah. Yes. And she tells her, like, you know, just follow, you know, all of the mother's rules. And, you know, if you're good, they will take you to school to become a geisha. And that's where she kind of finds out that her family actually sold her to this house and that she's actually like in debt to these people without having to done anything. Right. So this is where she's like, all she really wants to do is find her sister. She's just, I mean, and what kid wouldn't at that point, you know? So we end up getting introduced to an older, an older girl at this house and she is an actual geisha and this is Hatsimomo and she is not nice. No. Like she is (laughs) awful. And she like tells her that she smells like fish. Yep. Which she probably does because, you know, she's from, from a, a fishing, fishing town. Village, yeah. <laughs> um, but we find out that Hasimomo like, makes this house a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She's um, essentially their breadwinner, as you yeah. would say. And I also wish we would have gotten a little bit more detail in the movie kind of about, like, how geishas earn their money. Really about everything as it relates yeah. to geisha. I feel like the movie didn't do a good job of explaining a lot of things. Right. Because someone who doesn't really know that a whole lot about mm-hmm. geisha and the culture behind it, I was like, well, I just thought they like danced and did all this. Like, right. no, they basically like entertain, not entertain. Well, yeah, entertain men, you know? Yeah. So I wish we would have gotten more of that. Um, but she actually ends up becoming friends with the little girl that she, you know, was introduced to Pumpkin at the very beginning. I thought it was interesting. In the movie, it's just like a known fact that her name is Pumpkin. Yeah. But in the book, Chio actually gives her the nickname Pumpkin. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember why, but um, yeah, in the movie, it's just like, that's her name. <laughs> I appreciate it when she gives these people like normal nicknames right. <laughs> that I can pronounce. <laughs> um, but, you know, she tells her... Um, that she's going to go away to find her sister. And she's like, this is what I'm going to go do this. And Pumpkin's telling her like, no, like you need to stay. Like it's not going to do you any good to try to go find your sister. Uh, the next thing we get is we see, um, is it, how you pronounce it? Chio? Chio. Chio. That's how I'm pronouncing yeah. it. Because at this point, that's still her name yes. in, the, in the story. So the next thing we get is, is Chio is cleaning um, Hatsumomo's room. Because evidently it's probably one of her her task. Right. And she, and Hatsumomo walks in and Can I she, stop you? Yes. Hatsumomo. It's going to be Hatsumomo. All right. <laughs> You're going to get what you get with this. All right. This is very I difficult. Had to, I had to make it known that I at least attempted to tell you. Look, I could give her a, a new nickname and we could start this all over. Let's not do that. Okay. Um, and But she catches her in her room and, you know, she's super mean to her. She tells her that she stinks again. Um, but at this point, she tells her that um, she mentions her sister and that her sister actually came looking for her and they turned her away. And she says that um, she'll tell her where her sister is if she's loyal to her. Mm-hmm. So you do me a favor. I'll do you a favor. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Right. So the next night, what did you say? Hot Hatsumo. Hatsumomo. 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 You had it. You just were saying Hatsi instead of Hatsu. Hatsumomo. Okay. Hatsumomo. She comes home. She's drunk. Which, okay, I'm going to fully disclose. I was a little tipsy when I watched this movie, which is probably why my notes are a little wackadoo. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and she has a kimono of a rival geisha. And she wants and she wants uh, Chiao to 
to paint on it. Which no, 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 but you know, in her mind, she's little and she's like, all right, if I do what she says, she's going to tell me where her sister is. Um, so she does it. And not only does she make her do it, she makes her take it back to her. And so she takes it back to this geisha who we don't know who she is at the time. Um, but you know, obviously she ends up getting in trouble and gets just beat by mother and granny. Is it mother and granny or auntie? I think it's auntie. (laughs) Couldn't tell. Yeah, she just gets like, beat. Gra- and grandma's like grandmother's like way too old for, to be doing this stuff. No. she just makes the orders, right? Um, so Hatsumomo, Hatsumomo, <laughs> uh, ends up telling you, "Okay, you did this for me, or whatever. Let me tell you where your sister is. Your sister is actually in the pleasure pleasure district, which again." We don't actually find out right. what that is. I mean, you can assume what that is. Right. Um, but so Chiao goes to to find her. She's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go. She actually ends up finding her sister here. And and she tells, you know, her I don't know why. At this point, I'm like, just go. But her sister's like, no, no, no I'll come. I'll meet you tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't go tomorrow. <laughs> in the book, I think they tell her, she tells her like, I'll meet you in like five days or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, like just leave now. So, <laughs> um, cause she says she can't leave that night. So I don't know. You kind of get that, that, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't, just leave. Her story was that she needed to save up money. Her sister's True. story, I guess. So she needed to save up money and like needed to feel secure before they left or whatever yeah it made more sense with the five day mark because that gives her a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah like tomorrow is not gonna do anything right. for you um so but when when chiao gets home she actually ends up uh seeing hatsumomo with her boyfriend or this guy or whoever and because geisha is not they're not supposed to be they're not supposed to have boyfriends they're not supposed to be having relationships with other men who aren't technically paying them for it and so this is totally like against the rules not only that but we'll get into it in a little bit they're not supposed to be having sex essentially because that is a whole ritual in and of itself right so when hasumomo realizes she got she gets caught she ends up putting like a bunch of money in Chiao's like like vest basically mm-hmm. and she goes to you know the auntie and is like she's stealing from me that's she stole that money from me trying to get her in trouble i think in the book did, don't they say that she like stole like a jewel or something and then she sold it to get yeah, money it's like or, a brooch or something yeah. yeah it was like a much more drawn out story yeah. so luckily for Chiao, the mother and granny like know that hatsumomo's like not like the <laughs> She's not really on the up and up. Like they know that she's a liar. So they actually, they check her to see if she's still a virgin right Right. there on the spot. And she's not. So she ends up getting in, you know, big, big trouble. Um, And this is, they, they mention here that, you know, that geishas are not free to love who they want, even though she may love that man. She's given that right right up. Like you said earlier, they're indebted to their Okia. Mm-hmm. So she has to do what she has to do. She has to pay her debts. So mm-hmm. so that night or the next night, the tomorrow, I'll meet you tomorrow night, um, <laughs> Chiao tries to leave to meet her sister. Um, but when she does, she actually falls off the roof and she like busts her chin and breaks her arm and, you know, gets caught because obviously you're falling off the roof um it did not go well for her she made it almost to the point where she was supposed to meet her and then she fell off right (laughs) so they end up finding or she ends up finding out that her sister actually ran away from the pleasure Mm just district by herself um and so at that point she it's like she almost basically just gave up she was like all right well I'm, i mean think about how difficult it would yeah. be to find somebody at this point her sister had a That's new true. name too like they weren't calling her by her real name which was satsu like they. That's they true. I, I did like the one scene where she was like I know where your sister is, but you're not going to know where she is. And she looks out. It's just house after house yeah. after house. And you're like, yeah, there's no way you're going to find right. anybody. Well, and I don't know about you, but like I kept holding out hope that like one day they would reunite. Yeah, I, I really but, thought that that was going to happen yeah. at some point. Um, it's kind of given away, though, in the movie, I think, because she says something like the voiceover says, and that was the last time I ever saw yeah, my sister. Yeah, that's so, like, true. Oh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, but because, you, you know, at this time, they basically tell her, you know, your sisters ran away. The geisha house is now your only family because, oh, by the way, your mom and your dad have died. 
your mom died and then six weeks later your mom or your dad also passed what away. A terrible week for Chio. Just awful. But yeah, the only thing she really has left of her family now is that they, she got sent these like little um, tablets that I think are something in Japanese culture that you get when somebody passes away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really all she has left. And now she's being told like, you need to pay off your debt to to the house and that, you know, now you're our slave, basically. I'm like, oh, Yikes. What? how awful. Yeah. So she goes, this happens, I think, a little differently. I think she's she goes and like is crying on the bridge. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like this was like the next day she goes and cries on the bridge. I think in the book, it's like immediately after all this is happening, isn't it? Well, isn't she sent? I think she's sent to like either go get something or take something somewhere. Oh, and like yes. that's, Then she's like led to that area. Yeah. So she ends up on this like bridge area and this man comes up to her and is very nice to her and, you know, asks her what's wrong. Come to find out this is the chairman. Mm-hmm. And he ends up actually buying her shaved ice. <laughs> I actually liked it in the book though better because she he gives he just gives her the money and she goes to buy it and she's like, yeah, I didn't even like it. <laughs> I, I don't like shaved ice. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't like it. it, but he was nice to me, so I'm going to yeah. go ahead and eat it. It was. It's. It's important to note that like this was completely out of character for people in that mm-hmm. area to be kind of nice to a girl who's essentially a slave. You mm-hmm. know, so she was completely thrown, thrown, thrown off. I yeah. guess um, by his. Um, Niceness. Niceness. Well, I was trying to think of a better word. And and a good thing to note is that while he's there with her, there's two geishas Mm -hmm. right next to him. So she's, you know, she can see like, okay, this man is being nice to me. And he also has two geishas. So he must be nice to them too. So at that point is kind of like her turning point where she's like, okay, I want to be a, I want to be a geisha to be in a world with someone like him. But I'm like, girl, you, I even know you can't, pick who you want like you know but it gets her through it you know um because she actually at that point he gives her like the change from the shaved ice and she goes and she um you know uses it for prayer and to become you know basically a geisha and to meet this man again Mm -hmm. he also gives her the handkerchief that's Mm -hmm. like the money's wrapped in and that becomes like a sentimental thing for her that she keeps for years yes so now we fast forward and Presumably, she's only supposed to be, what, about 15 at this point now? She's a teenager. Barely, yeah. Yeah, she's still really young, but she looks a lot older <laughs> to me. Yes. I'm like, she looks more mature than <laughs> I do at this point. Um, but yeah, so she's all grown up, or for the most part, grown up now. And we find out that Pumpkin is now training under Hatsumomo to be a geisha. One thing we do not really find out a whole lot of detail is like the younger sister, older sister dynamic that we find about in the book in detail. Right. Essentially, it's almost like, and I hate to like compare it to this, but essentially like in sororities where there's like I a big the sister, little thing. sister. I thought the same essentially, thing. Essentially, they are assigned a big sister who um, trains them and takes them through the ropes of, you know, how to become a, a geisha, how to, you know, practice the dance and the um, tea pouring and the, all of that stuff. Um, and like a mentor. Yeah, a mentor. Or a, yeah, exactly, a mentor. Yeah, but we, like, don't fully get that explanation. No, it's just like, here's your bigger sister. Well, yeah, and I think there's <laughs> even, like, a... Um, there's some sort of ceremony, I think, they even, like, to make it official that that's who they're under. Right, and right, right. That's where they get their new name, all that. No, we don't get any of it. So... Pumpkin is leaving and she actually ends up forgetting her instrument. I can't remember what it's called. Shamisen. Yes. Like a little banjo type thing. So she runs to take it to her and she actually ends up running into the chairman again at the tea house where where she's Mm. at. So she finally sees the chairman after all this time. This doesn't happen in the book. No? From what I remember. I don't think she... She runs into him like this. No. Yeah, I, think I don't think so either. The, the, the scene that comes a little bit later is her first encounter as an o- older girl. Well, and then really, again, it kind of all like gets jumbled here a little bit for me. Because then Mameha, who is like, we, we finally get introduced to her. Mm-hmm. And she's actually the one who whose kimono they ruined at the beginning right. of, the, of the whole thing. And we, again, we don't get really a whole lot of explanation of that rivalry between Hatsumomo and Mameha. Cause mm-hmm. it's just kind of implied that it's right. there. Um, but we find out that 
you know, she's this great geisha. She's has like records for mm-hmm. like money being, you know, she's spent like the on top her. geisha of the town. Yeah. Um, and she actually wants to take Chiao under her under her wing. And she actually bets. Is it mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She bets mother that she will pay her debt off early. And it's like this double or nothing bet that they that they have going. So. And so unfortunately, because Pumpkin is under Hatsumomo and Hatsumomo hates Mamea, they no longer can be friends. Right. Her and Xiao can no longer be friends. We also get introduced to the Baron at this time, <laughs> who's a creepazoid, who is actually, is it pronounced Data? Dana. Dana. Dana, not Dada. Yeah, of Momeha, mm-hmm. which, again, we don't really find out what that is. It's not explained, yeah. really. So Dana is essentially a, um, an, a man who agrees to pay for the expenses of a geisha. So like the, the money for their kimono and their training and their classes and all of that. And essentially becomes their like, for lack of a better word, <laughs> I don't, I'm not even going to say it because it's not right. It's not accurate, so I won't say it. Um, but these uh, men, It's like a sugar daddy. There we go. A sugar daddy is much better. <laughs> yes. um, uh, but these men, more often than not, have their own wives, have their mm-hmm. own families. Um, they just, because of you know their wealth or the money that they have, they agree to become the Dana for mm-hmm. a specific geisha. So the Baron is Mameha's Dana. It's almost like a status symbol that I can, like, yeah. if you are a well-established man who has a lot of money you are going to have this mm-hmm. beautiful geisha by your side right. and it's also not implied that they that the geisha has to sleep with the donna necessarily right. it does happen sometimes but it's not right. like a requirement we also find out now that mother of of the geisha house needs to adopt a younger geisha at this point to take over the reign of the house once she no longer can. So it ends up kind of being this, like everyone's vying for her to be, to adopt them, mm-hmm. <laughs> to adopt them. And so Mameha, it was really like, tells Chiao, like, I want to train you so that mother will adopt you. Like, I know what she's going to want to do mm-hmm. or what she wants for you to adopt her. Um, so, we see kind of like a, this montage of the hair. I love this, I love this part. The mm-hmm. makeup, um, even how they have to sleep in order to not mess up their hair. I wanted more of this. Yeah, me too. I wanted so much more of this culture and like what it looks like. And it just got brushed over and it yeah. kind of sucked. Uh, I did like this scene a lot though. So during her training, Mameha tells her like, you are not a true geisha until you can stop a man in his tracks with just one single look. Which, I mean... I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> I was going to say, did you stop boyfriend Ray in his tracks? Uh, I, yes. We're going to say I did. I do every day. I, you know, if it's a look of admiration or a look of fear, I don't know. <laughs> it's mostly fear. Mostly fear, but it's fine. Um, but we actually see her. She, so she has Chiao like go and try it. And she does. She, this poor guy like crashes his bike. It's so funny. Uh, but so at that point you're like, all right, she is becoming, you know, a true geisha. And we actually see the ceremony of her officially becoming Mameha's little sister. And she gives her her new name, um, Sayuri. And she's now an apprentice geisha. Right. So she's a baby geisha at this point. (laughs) Um, and she really just wants to do again, do everything she can to meet the chairman again and become his like, that's still like her. Her goal. So she's at a tea house because like, again, I want to know about more about these tea houses. Yeah. It's like the, all these men just go to these tea houses. So the geishas just, they get almost like a sign to go to these tea houses to entertain, entertain these mm-hmm. guys. So they go to the tea house, um, and, or Maya and, um, Sayuri are at the, at this tea house. Well, pumpkin and Hasumomo also show up and they try to just kind of upstage each other yeah. and like spread rumors and they like threaten each other. It's like this whole like battle of just like <laughs> little cat fights or whatever. Yeah. This actually I think happens more than once in the book. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like it becomes a problem. Hatsumomo just starts like showing up everywhere. Right. It's like, okay, we get it. Like you have an obsession. Calm down. Right. So. <laughs> Which I get it because she yeah. does feel threatened by her. But especially, you know, she was always threatened by Mameha. But now Sayuri being the beautiful girl that she mm-hmm. is, she's like, oh crap. Like I need to, right. you know, figure out a way to make her not be 
who she is or right. not wanted. And so Sayuri and Mameha are like, all right, we need to find new places where we won't like get distracted um, by anybody and, you know, them. And so they go to a sumo match. Yes. And this is where we meet Nobu. And Nobu is, he was in the army and his face is badly burned. And actually in the book, he's missing like part of his arm. Yeah, he's missing like, I think the lower half of his arm. He has both arms in the movie. Yes. Full arms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But lo and behold, the chairman is also there at this sumo match. What a nice surprise. (laughs) Um, So... Unfortunately, though, Hasumomo and Pumpkin do end up showing up. To, to, they have like a tracker on them. Right. They show up to this sumo match. So Mameha tells uh, Sayuri to to throw her to throw them off. She wants her to like show attention to Nobu. Like, yeah. put your attention towards this guy because then they will start putting attention towards this guy. It's important to note Nobu does not really like Geisha. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't understand care. it. He doesn't really care. Um, so it's like an extra thing for Sayuri to get his attention because normally he would care less. So, but she actually does end up kind of impressing him at this sumo Mm -hmm. match. That's on my bucket list is to see a sumo match. In real life? Yeah. That would be cool. Fascinating. (laughs) Sumo life is fascinating. I mean, to Sayuri's uh, defense, or not defense to her credit, um, she's very charismatic. You know, she she knows how to say the right thing and, Mm -hmm. you know, when to say the right thing. So I think that works to her benefit. So... So that goes well. So, the, but then the next thing we get is Mameha says that they were going to get her revenge on Hasumomo or Hasumomo, and so she tells Sayuri to cut her leg, and the revenge plot gets a little blurry for me because <laughs> I, I I wasn't sure where we were going with the cut leg. Yeah. But she ends up taking her to go see Doctor Crab. Because he walks like a crab. So she's nicknamed him Dr. <laughs> crab. Yeah, basically. So Mamea's whole plan with this, which we'll learn a little bit, is like she has, there's a reason they're going to see mm-hmm. Dr. Crab because they, Mameha wants Dr. Crab to see Sayuri yes, and to, like, to become interested yeah. in him, in her. So now we see, we see uh, Mameha is telling Sayuri to give Nobu next time she sees him this like rice cake. Because apparently giving a man a rice cake is... Yeah, it's called a kubo. Yeah. <laughs> is like a I'm interested right. thing, thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, and in return, Nobu ends up giving Sayuri a hairpin, mm-hmm. which I guess is, again, a, a thing that you do when you like somebody. I guess so. <laughs> um, I would like to get gifts if, I, right? if a guy just likes I me. would like a rice cake. I wish we had. Wouldn't it be so so much nicer if like you could just like give like a rice cake to someone and then we're like, yes, I will accept your rice cake and then you're together forever. That would be nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Way easier than all the games that we have to play, right? (laughs) Um, So we then see Mameha telling Sayuri that she also needs to give that same present, that same rice cake to Dr. Crab. Because, lo and behold, she wants them to start a bidding war on her virginity. Correct. Wow. (laughs) Plot twist. (laughs) Plot twist. Because the higher the bidder, the, you know, obviously it'll go to the highest bidder and she wants her to be able to pay off her debt early to Mm -hmm. win that bet with mother. So... Well, Again. and back to your uh, comment about like stature or status, mm-hmm. the higher the bid, the more valued True. the geisha. Because I think becomes. at this point they say Mameha had had like the highest bid Correct. on her virginity. Yeah. So it's it's basically it's called a mizwage, I think is how you say it. Um, it's essentially what the the taking of the virginity mm-hmm. is called. I love it because in the book and in the movie they um, they equate it to an eel looking for a cave. Oh jeez. <laughs> You've got to find, like, the right cave or I mean, whatever. sure, I guess. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> um, but lo and behold, um, Pumpkin and Hatsumomo try to foil this plan. And they actually tell Dr. Crab that Sayuri has already been with other men. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well, then I don't want to bid on her. Because isn't it, Dr. Crab is known 
don't they mention yes. in the book that he is known for bidding a lot of money for girls? Yes. Uh, and he, yeah, he's kind of like a pro, I guess, in the Mizwage yes. situation, <laughs> which I'm like, mm. that's gross. Um, but yes, and in the book, um, well, in the movie, they say that he, she's been sleeping around. But in the book, they say that she has a boyfriend. So similar mm-hmm. how, to how Hatsumomo had a boyfriend, they essentially use that as like the um, reasoning for why she shouldn't be wanted. Right. We now see that there's like a dance recital. I don't know what else to call it like that night. It's like a dance yeah. thing that everyone goes to. And they have actually used um, Sayuri's photo as the the poster mm-hmm. for, for this. And it's like the main event, I guess, of yes, like the season. Of the geisha. Yeah. <laughs> and Hasumomo's pissed. Like she's tearing him down. And I was like, girl, you need to calm down. <laughs> um, but then we see like these beautiful geisha dancing. And this is me probably just not understanding. I was like... Sayuri comes up and does her dance. And I was like, what was that? <laughs> oh, I thought it was beautiful. I was like, what was that, though? It was very, It was like, like her main, main... She was like... It, it was like t- taking... I don't know how to say this. It was like a solo performance that's given to, like, the main girl. I understand girl. I what, what that what's was. Your, what's your question? But mine's like, they have this whole, like, beautiful, like, flowy geishas yeah. dancing. And then hers was like back bends and like <laughs> dark and like it was just very not what i expected of I this dance it. I loved but anyways it. everybody loved it she was the talk of the dance recital then at the after party of the dance recital um we meet uh mameha's donna again the baron and he brings up that there's this cherry tree blossoming party that he has invited mameha to but she can't go mm-hmm. because she has a medical thing she needs to deal with come to find out again it's brushed over in, in the movie, in the movie but in the book we find out that she's actually having an abortion yeah i was actually shocked when i read it in the book because i watched the movie first yeah Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but they don't mention it at all mm-hmm. i was just like i wouldn't have even thought about no. it had i not read in the book that you know she's kidding basically it's it's a known fact that geisha are not supposed to have kids because mm-hmm. like i said these men have their own families and their own children so right. like having an illegitimate you know child is a no-no <laughs> right so because she can't go um he invites sayuri to come mm-hmm. to this tree blossoming party it's also important to note at this after party um sayuri is successful in giving the akubo or the rice cake to dr crab finally he accepts it at oh this yes point. yes and so they're at the tree blossoming party and we come to find out that she is actually now the most desired geisha after her, after her dance and everyone wants to know who she is she's a celebrity at this mm-hmm. point um but also lo and behold our good friend the chairman is also at this party <laughs> oh we actually forgot to mention that no and the chairman work together. Yes. They work for I- Ichimoro the Electric. electric co- yeah, yeah, the electric company. Um, basically, the chairman essentially owns it, but Nobu runs it. Yes. So that's why they're constantly together. Yes. <laughs> so they're there, and he he takes Sayuri aside to talk to her, and basically is like, thanks her for being so nice to Nobu, because, you know, he saved his life in the war, mm-hmm. and he just wants people to be nice to him, which I thought that was very nice that yeah. he did. Um. We then see the Baron come up to Sayuri and ask to see his collections of kimonos. Don't fall for that line, girls. <laughs> Don't fall for it. And he gives her, you know, he gives her this like really beautiful kimono, but then like forcefully like undresses her. And it's just like this really awful, awful scene. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it's even worse. Yeah. Like it, in the movie, we just see him like undress her and she's like covering herself and trying to cry and is crying, is trying to like cover herself. In the book, he actually, he doesn't do anything to her, mm-hmm. but he does, you know, basically pleasure himself right. with her there. And it's just awful in both scenes. It's bad. But unfortunately, because this happened, even though nothing actually happened, Mameha actually ends up hearing about it and she thinks that she actually had sex with the Baron and now she's worthless. This is what I'm saying. Mameha is like nice, but then she's also like... But know? also the Baron is her Donna. So I, I think it, it was it took it to the ex- extreme for Mameha. If it was another guy, she may have not have been as, you know, mad at her right. for it. But all of the rumors are put aside and her virginity does end up going to Mr. Crab 
for the low price of 15,000 yen. Which is the most that a Mizwage or, you know, virginity has been sold. Right. However, the Baron was actually the high bidder. But because Mameha is the older sister, I think she was able to intervene with that. Yeah. And so she ended up going to, to Dr. Krupp. So, But still, 15,000 yen was still the highest it has ever gone to anybody. Mm-hmm. But none of that money even goes to Sayuri. It, go, it ends up going to the geisha house because the mother has decided to adopt her and not Pumpkin. And she's going to get all that money. It's interesting, and it's important to know, in the book, um, Mother makes that decision before finding out that the Mizwage was sold. That's what I thought. Yeah, she she's basically convinced now that Sayuri is worth it, even before her virginity, virginity is sold, and decides, like, Pumpkin's not, you know, that's not yeah. who I want. I want Sayuri. So it's interesting that they kind of flipped it and made it, like, almost like, now that she's worth this much, I'm going right. to adopt her. But, of course, Hasumomo is pissed because she wanted her to adopt Pumpkin. Right. Poor Pumpkin. It's not going to happen. So she ends up having her night with Dr. Crab. Um, we don't... It There's zero detail about any of it in the movie. It's basically like closing the door and then opening the door. Mm-hmm. The um, one thing that is kind of shown in the movie is he lays down a white cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, widely known in a lot of cultures, even in the uh, Persian culture of like, when you lose your virginity, they lay it down. So when the woman bleeds mm-hmm. to basically as proof to show that her virginity yeah. has been taken, essentially. Well, and he like does weird things. He like collects the cloth yeah, that, in the book. Yeah. It's it's yeah. gross. Yeah. He like shows his collection. He's like, here's my mehas. I'm like, that's yeah, disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. It's really gross. So, but now we're back at the geisha house and Hasumomo has actually gone through um, Sayuri's new room because she now has this new big mm-hmm. room because she's adopted. And she ends up finding the chairman's handkerchief in, in her room. And she burns it or tries to burn it and ends up freaking fighting. A fight ensues and then they start a fire and it's just everything gets burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, does that happen in the book? No, I didn't think so. Um, There is a story later that is told about a different girl in a different Okia whose house, like, or their Okia burns down, but not Hatsumomo and um, Sayuri's. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. So the house gets burned down. Hasumomo leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, she does leave in the book, though. Something happens. I think yeah. similar to this, like they have a fight over basically the fact that Sayuri is now so overvalued mm-hmm. that she's like, "All right, I'm out." So one thing they don't mention at all in this point is that Sayuri in the book actually gets a Donna. Yes, which I thought was crazy that they didn't include no. in the movie. Um, yeah, she actually gets a Donna. I forget his name, but he's essentially a general. Um, and he pays, you know, her dues, basically what mm-hmm. he's supposed to do. Um, but that is all completely taken out of the movie. I don't really know why they chose to do that. Um, right, because that was like the whole part of yeah. what you're trying to get to. Is right, like- I don't know. I get that. I guess it wasn't necessary. I don't know. Well, I think then, it is. But. Yeah. Well, but then it's also like once you get a Donna, you're almost like, okay, this is who you're going to be with for a very long time. So she was like, because she's trying to be with the chairman. So right. she was like almost devastated right. when that happened. So I I think that they should have. I mean, it was two and a half hours of a movie. You could have put it in there, <laughs> right. you know. It could have just been like a quick you know, right. thing. <laughs> so however, though, again, going back to World War II is happening during this time. So the village that they live in ends up getting evacuated and they have to leave the area. However, the chairman and Nobu find a, a safe place for Mameha and Sa- Sayuri. Mm-hmm. Um, Sayuri ends up getting sent to a village in the mountains um, for years. Mm-hmm. And it's a, she goes to a kimono making factory. Yeah. And her, she says her geisha life is gone. All she does is eat rice and work. That's yeah. all she does. Speaking of the Donna, when this happens in the book, um, she actually goes to her Donna saying, can you help me? Like mm-hmm. I need to go so I don't get stuck, you know, going to the factories. And he's like, I'm sorry, I've already tried to help another woman. And it's like, 
he's your Donna. He's he's the one that's supposed to help you. Um, And actually in the book, Nobu's the one that comes to their village and says, here, I have information for you. Like I'm sending you here. In the movie. Yeah. In the movie, it's the chairman. Um, But also while she's there, since her geisha life is gone um, in the book, she actually goes and, you know, almost has a normal life. Yeah. She has like a brief romance with this other, like, worker in Mm -hmm. in the town essentially um so she's able to kind of see what it would be like if she wasn't necessarily a geisha and she had a normal life had you know her mom not been sick and had Mm -hmm. they stayed in their village that that was interesting another lifetime yeah uh so and then nobu ends up coming to her village after all these years and gives her an update kind of on everybody and how they are um come to find out the baron is dead he died Mm -hmm. um didn't he commit suicide yeah and but he want he, the re, the main reason why he's there is that he wants Sayuri to come back to be a geisha again to impress the American businessmen uh, that are that might be willing to invest in this company that mm-hmm. him and the chairman are trying to start again, and which is different from the book, right? That's <laughs> not the Americans aren't really brought into this. Not no, not not that much at no. least. Um, when Nobu asks her in the book, it's to entertain a Japanese man, Sato, who is the deputy minister of finance, who mm-hmm. is still they're still trying to get him to help with the business. Yeah, but he's Japanese. He's not an American no. soldier. So I thought that was interesting. So, so she kind of basically agrees at that point, and she goes to see. She goes to see Mameha and Pumpkin to see if they will help out as well. And again, she kind of falls back into this, like, I want to try to impress the chairman mm-hmm. again. She hasn't given up that dream. I mean, I don't blame her. So, so again, the reason why he brought them back is to help entertain these American men. So they're in these hot springs and they play the game, you know, truth two truths and a lie or a truth and a lie <laughs> yeah. or whatever and site and the chairman is there they're like naked in this hot spring like it's just another day and sayuri t- starts telling the story about how her and the chairman met as one of her truths or lies and he like stops the game he gets like really uncomfortable and stops the game and they leave that actually, he when she tells the story in the book, the chairman's not even paying attention. No. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like, they made it such a bigger, like, ordeal in the movie. Yeah. Of like, oh, he's, like, he's recognized it. Another thing to point out, Pumpkin in the movie is, like, so boisterous, so, like, lively, mm-hmm. so just all over the place. In the book, she's very reserved. She's yeah. kind of actually quiet and, like, like um, subdued, which... We come to find out because of her time. Once once everything kind of happened with the war, she ended up going to becoming a, a prostitute, essentially. Right. So her like trajectory of life kind of changed and yeah. made her a little bit more solemn, which is not the pumpkin no. that we get in the She's movie. She's like over, yeah. overly zealous yeah. <laughs> in the movie. So after they're done in the hot springs, the colonel, who is the American colonel's that that was there playing the game with them, uh, tries to basically pay Sayuri to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. And and he and she's like, wait, like, that's not what we do. Right. Like, that's not how this is. That's a prime example of the misconception of geisha. Oh, for sure. By Western, you know, mm-hmm. cultures. Like, oh, yeah, that, they're prostitutes or yeah. that's what they do. But while she's talking to him, Nobu ends up seeing them talking and he's pissed that that she was even talking to him Mm -hmm. and he's like, I want you for myself, not the Colonel. Like, that's not what you're here for. And she's like, Whoa, bro. (laughs) Like, I I feel like in the book, like Nobu was very much an option for her. Like it it could have been entertained it a lot more in the, in the movie. It's just like, it's like, who is this guy? Yeah. Well, in, in this kind of the situation, obviously, since we don't have the Americans in the book, um, the deputy minister, the person that she's supposed to entertain actually shows interest in becoming her Donna. And Mm, that's why Nobu gets upset and is like, no, 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 no. Like I want to be your Donna. Like I want you for myself. So, but she's not into the temper tantrum at (laughs) all. And he becomes very aggressive with her and she's like, I am not about that lifestyle. And, but Mameha is saying like, you should do it since, you know, he saved your life and, you know, she can't survive in this life without Adana. So how, if she doesn't go with him, mm-hmm. how is she gonna, and again, I'm like, Mameha, you're supposed to be like 
telling her like better advice than this. Right. But I mean, come on. Like this, th- this is the point in the movie where she tells Sayuri, like we become, we don't become geishas because we want to We become them because we have no choice. True. And it's clearly obvious. Basically Sayuri has had zero choice in her life since right. she was a little kid. So Sayuri ends up kind of coming up with this like grand plan in her mind mm-hmm. <laughs> of how to get rid of Nobu. And she asks Pumpkin to bring Nobu to this like garden area um, at a certain time. At the same time, Sayuri invites the the American colonel to that place and basically seduces him in the hopes that then Nobu will see her with him mm-hmm. and then want nothing to do with her. Well, unfortunately, Pumpkin is still pissed about years and years ago when she didn't get adopted and Sayuri did. So she ends up bringing the chairman to that area instead of Nobu and ruins everything. So we see. So Sayuri's super upset because that's not what her plan was. When this happens in the movie, when she's like having the like, Mm -hmm. you know, tussle with the colonel, does he have sex with her? Is that like implied in the movie? Well, I if you were just watching the movie, yes, but that's not what it was described as in the book. So that's why I was like, well, maybe not. No, the in the book she does. Oh, that's why I was confused because it doesn't look like he like fully goes into it. Like, oh, it, it, to no. me, it looked like they were kind of just like just starting. Right, like he may have had his pants down at that. Oh, point. I but, thought. See, I thought in the book that they didn't actually. No, because in sex. the book, again, it's it's the deputy minister. It's not this True. American colonel. Yeah. She does. She gets to the point where she actually does sleep oh. with him. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I don't think the colonel went that far. I don't, I don't think, think so he, either. I don't think he hit that home run. Yeah, I think it was just kind of like they were showing like they were about yeah. to. Yeah. So we kind of flash forward, I guess, probably a couple days, a couple weeks. Not exactly sure where we are in the timeline after this. So after some time, though, the chairman comes to see Sayuri. And they're in this, like, beautiful, like, Zen garden area. And he tells her, you know, he's always known that she was that little girl in the, on the bridge. And that he's the one that told her told Mameha to take her under her wing. Mm-hmm. You know, he was been looking out for her for all this time. And then they kiss. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and it was like, so like not passion, passionful. That's was not kind of like, What would you call it? There was passionate? Like, passionate, passionful, <laughs> passionate. It was not passionate. And I was like, after all of this time, that's all yeah. you got for me. Yeah. And then it ends. And that's not, we get more in the book. Um, yes, at the end. So uh, one thing I wanted to mention, the handkerchief that she kind of kept all these years in the book or in the movie, she like tosses it to the wind. In the book, she goes to do it, but something inside of her like doesn't let her do it. So she actually mm-hmm. ends up keeping it. So when uh, the chairman comes to see her, she brings the, ch- the handkerchief mm-hmm. out and just says like, I've helped, kept this my whole life, essentially, which is like adds to the passionfulness <laughs> of the whole thing, because you can tell both of these people have essentially been hoping and, and wishing that their lives would lead themselves right. to each other, which was beautiful. Um, so yeah, but the book does, you know, have an additional kind of, I don't know, few chapters, I guess, a couple chapters, basically chair, the chairman um, says that I want to be your Donna. Like I, mm. this is, you know, this is what they've kind of been working towards this whole time. So Sayuri becomes her mis- his mistress. Um, she stops officially becoming or being a geisha. She does still stay in the Okia for a while, um, but she does stop being a geisha. She actually ends up going on a couple of trips to America with the chairman because he has business there and she just kind of wants to, you know, go along with him. Um, out of nowhere, she has an illegitimate son by him, mm-hmm. um, which is not okay. Um, <laughs> so that basically prompts her. Uh, so basically his actual daughter is, um, you know, from his family, he has a new son-in-law and they're trying to like bring him into the the family business or whatever. And the, the guy goes, you know, I can't be your, I can't do this for you because I've heard rumors that you have an illegitimate son. So like mm-hmm. that person would essentially have heir to your, your, right. your um, business or whatever. So Sayuri knowing this is like, okay, well, how about me and your son move to America. That will open the doors for this guy to be able to take over the business and, you know, it'll all be good. And I want to start a new life, essentially. So she ends up moving to America with her son. The chairman does visit her a few times, um, but that's kind of 
how the story ends in the book. She moves yeah. to New York and starts a new life, essentially, which is crazy. <laughs> it's not the fairy ta- tale ending you want. Well, I didn't think it was going to be. No. I don't think she ever thought that he was going to, like, divorce his wife and, like, they're going to no. get married and, like, have, you know, ha- live happily ever after. No. She just, like I told you from the beginning, I don't think it was ever, like, a fully romantic relationship. True. She needed somebody to support her through her life and yeah. be there for her, you know, in that way. And he was the perfect guy for that. Right. So. All right. So did the movie stay true to the book? I would say for the most part, yes. Yeah. I would agree that yes. It was like a soft version of the book, I would say. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like they left out quite a few details. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it could have, you know, I think if they would have added some of that stuff, it would have been a rated R mm-hmm. movie. Um I don't know. I just miss so much of like the detail, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Um, so I guess that leads us into would you choose the book or the movie? So I had written down the movie mm-hmm. because I did like the visualization of everything. Mm-hmm. But after talking yeah. and like realizing how much was really left out specifically about kind of the explanation of everything. Right. I think I might have to go book because... Even though it was painfully long, yeah, <laughs> and there was a lot of description, at least you got yeah. That's what I would want. That's yeah. what I wanted. So I'm gonna go with the book as well because if I were to just watch this movie, I would have learned absolutely nothing about Geisha. It's a great movie in the sense of like, yeah, it's fine. It's you know, it's an interesting story. Um, but yeah, you would learn zero things. You'd be yeah. like, okay, I got very surface level right. kind of explanation of of what a Geisha is. All right, well, two for the book. Our friend is going to be really pissed. We have a friend has she, who has she the read the book? No, but I doubt she will now knowing well, how long it is. <laughs> well, maybe she'll like the book. All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. We have our rom-com level that gets you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. Then we have our drama level, which gets you everything I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you get access to our bonus content, including our Boovie serials. Um, all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the boobie girls. And speaking of our boobie cereals, our episode next week is a little different. So we, instead of doing one of our normal, uh, book to movie adaptations, we are going to be giving you the very first episode of behind her eyes in our boobie cereals, which is a Netflix series. Um, so you will get episode one on the normal feed. And then after that, the rest go to Patreon. Yes. All right, thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye.